We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. True Faith Newcastle United podcast. It is Newcastle United versus Watford this Saturday at St. James's Park. It's a big game. It's a massive game. In fact, this is the preview show that we do every single week before every single Newcastle United first team feature on our Patreon platform. So if you like this show, if you want to hear it every single week, head over there. £6.60 a month for lots of these podcasts. It's the transfer window. We'll have lots of transfer content at the moment. We have journalists, we have fans of other clubs given you, the listener, to our patrons the inside story and a lot of these players. Hopefully there's more to come. So join us on there. Charlotte, I'm going to start with you. This is possibly the fourth or fifth must-win game <laughs> of Eddie Howe's tenure. We ain't won many. Is that going to change on Saturday? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Did you not see us last Saturday? That is a team that's going to beat Watford. Um, <clears throat> it is a must-win game. Atmosphere is going to be bouncing. We've made two new signings. Um, I realised Trippier had a run out on on Saturday, but it was a different crowd. This is must win. It is absolutely must win. It's I'm sick of saying it's must win, but it is. Um, but I do believe we can. Look at Watford's form. They are not a team full of confidence at the moment. They are not making any significant signings in this window. Um, and it's at home. I think we will. I think we'll come away with three points. Well, that's a good start. That's a very good start. I think we'll take that. So I'll come to you. We use this term must win. Some people have pointed out to us that these games can't be must win because we don't win them when we're still not relegated. So is it must win? But mm. do you think that, you know, Watford come to us outside of the relegation zone with a game in hand, which is Wolves away? Is this for, do you, do you think Watford are looking at this fixture? Good opportunity to keep us where we are. They'll be happy with a point. It's going to be a tough afternoon. Or do you think they look at Newcastle United and think if you kind of go there and beat them, who are you going to beat? And are you expecting an open game because of that? I think they'd be happy with a draw. I think given the, the rot they're in, it's one of those things where a point's kind of your turn, your turning point in your season, isn't it? The draw's not good enough for us. I, I think it's we're past the point now where we've talked for weeks about just keeping in touch with Watford, and I suppose you could argue a point would do that. But put it this way, if it was, if it was Watford against Burnley and they were drawn, we'd be buzzing because so, that's what you want, your relegation rivals dropping points and drawing to each other so that teams around us will be buzzing if we draw with Watford and that's not what we want. Um, so I suppose from both teams' perspective in that sense, uh, Watford also need to get away from us but also get away from Burnley and and potentially catch up with Leeds, etc. So yeah, I, it's going to be a cagey affair because neither team wants to lose. That, that's going to be rule number one for both teams here. Do not lose this game. But 
both teams kind of need the three points then because you're right who else who especially us Watford and Norwich if we're not beating each other I mean in any given season surely the the one prerequisite of not getting relegated is to win against the the two two to three teams next year <laughs> if you can't beat the three teams that ultimately go down you, you're one of them so both teams need to need to win this game and I think that probably benefits us more because we're at home we've got the crowd we've got the new signings we've got a better manager in my opinion um and you know it, it it points to us getting getting the result. I agree, and I think you make an excellent point about who you're going to beat. This will we are, we are what going to be twenty games in, and mm. we'll have played Norwich at home, Burnley at home, and Watford at home. Yeah, that's big because best case scenario, we're ending up with two win Leeds at home as well. We're ending up with two wins from twenty games, and that's that's like if everything goes swimmingly, mm. it's a massive week for Watford. You know, they've got us, they've got Burnley, they've got Norwich. Their, their season almost comes down to this week. Ranieri will be out of a job, almost certainly, if he fails to win any of those games. You know, that's why this game is so important, because, and I agree with you, Sai, we have to win here. The mathematical and the realistic prospect is if we say we draw, then you've got to go to Leeds, and then you've got to, you've got to host Everton and Villa. Yeah. yeah, it can happen, but I think you're right that realistically, you know, how it's been backed in the transfer window... We haven't played a league fixture since the end of December, a week before the end of December. We we have got to win this game. If we, if we don't win this game, the transfer window changes, prices possibly go up. I'm not going to be thrown in the towel if we don't win, but I, I think there will be a realisation and an acceptance, both from owners, manager, first team squad. We cannot go into this game and, and be sat here on Sunday morning recording this free podcast, talking about red cards, talking about individual errors, talking about things that shouldn't be that have that have snatched a result that we deserved away from us it's time to like actually deliver on the promise we've seen so far mm. Ben I'm talking about pressure on Ranieri 10 defeats in 12 which is shocking <laughs> to be honest with you uh, I don't think they've drawn a game under him have they I think it's uh, no. yeah, the, the, the beat Man United lost had the that, last six had that mad winner Mad winner, Evan. Is, is there anything that you've seen from Watford so far this season that we need to fear going into this one? I mean, they've they've got they've got some decent players who could definitely hurt her. Um, so you, you've always got to be wary that they, they have got a couple of match winners. So I think they're, they're very similar to Newcastle at the minute in terms of uh, you would kind of say Maximan is their equivalent would be would be Saw. Um, well, he's away, and yeah, exactly. Um, so. I think um, they they obviously had a, a big boost the fact that Dennis hasn't gone away to the African nations who's been uh, scoring 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 goals for them. But yeah, I think the reality is is it's it's a pretty weak squad. We shouldn't really have too much to fear. Um, and I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a things have changed at Newcastle in terms of even though as you say we've lost a lot of opportunity, we've missed a lot of opportunities. Um, as you say, we've we've let wins get away from us. But I still feel like the, the the tides turned a bit in terms of um, we're playing better football now. There's we're creating more opportunities to win games which we weren't before. So it's obviously it's a nightmare that we haven't <laughs> particularly won. Um, we only won one game, but like I, I can see that the blueprint is there to win more games. So I think a couple of weeks ago I'd written us off saying we're down. Um, can't really see what's happening and. Um, I've kind of started to come around a little bit now. I'm starting to think, actually, I can see see a way out of this just because, and it's interesting, you were talking about this being a must-win. I think it's a must-not-lose game for me 
I think if we get a draw, it keeps Watford within touching distance. Um, I mean, you look at their form, as you say, two wins in in uh, in 12 or whatever it is. Um, like, they, they aren't going to be... It's not as if... And, and as you say, Ranieri's under a lot of pressure. Um, I don't see who else they go out and get, like, that comes in and, and turns things around for them. So I don't see them getting away from us. I don't think if... Providing we don't lose this game... Um, they're they're not going to be creating any distance between us. So, and and you can see the way Newcastle are going. Obviously, there's a lot of of rumor going on around who we're getting in. We will be a better squad at the end of January. And the, the games that I feared going forward that was like, well, how the hell are we going to get a point from them? Actually, I I can see see a way of getting myself. So I'm looking a bit more positive. Appreciate what you're saying about. Um, obviously, it is must not lose, and obviously it would still be possible to stay up if we don't win the game. But Watford and Burnley are going to have to play each other. They're all going to play Norwich. They're all going to play Leeds. Like, these teams are going to take points off each other, so we need to be taking points off them as well. We can't just be drawn with them all and letting them pick up you know, three points here and there. These are the games where we have to get the three points because regardless of, of the players coming in and, and everything else, like we're clearly not going to take three points off many other teams, so this is this just got to be one of the ones. The, sorry, Joe. No, I was just going to say it feels like this is a must-win game, but then if we don't win, next game's a must-win game. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same thing as what you were saying at the top because a draw isn't going to scupper our season entirely. But we sh- we should be winning this. I, I think for me, it's just to come back on your point there, Sai. Uh, as I say, things have changed in the team. That we are playing better football. There are, as I say, there's games that I would have said there's no chance of winning that. The, the Premier League the last couple of seasons has been absolutely bonkers. Like I mean, who had Watford beaten Everton five two and Man U four one as their two wins in 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 this horrific run? Like there's bizarre results, and somehow we've not had any of them. So ours are still to come. I mean, we'll <laughs> we'll do Liverpool, we'll do Man City, and we'll do Chelsea before the end of the season. You mark my words. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I don't know. I just feel like we haven't had our rub of the green yet, and we're we're get, we're gonna be a, in a stronger position at the end of January. Like there's there's a lot of things to look forward to. I wonder how the team cope with Saturday because we've seen them. We saw them against Brentford. There was expectation, you know, ancient history now. Eddie Howe, first game, wasn't there. Made, makes a couple of errors, in my opinion. Picks Martin. Sorry, doesn't pick Martin Dubravka from goal. Dubravka's not particularly popular at the minute, but I don't think he hoys one in the way that Darlow does. Um, then the Norwich game, how did the team cope with that pressure? Not great. Finally, the Burnley game, I thought the team played the opposition rather than the occasion. So we allowed Burnley the first 30 minutes. Burnley were on top, Burnley were the better team. That's fine. Be the better team in 30 minutes. Don't score. We'll have the rest of the game. I kind of get the feeling more of the same as needed this weekend. Like, I don't think we're going to come out and blow Watford away. For what? The reason Sai's talking about point. Uh, Watford, of course, would love to win the game, but a point's all right for Watford. Like you correctly say, Sai, Watford, look at us. If they... If they get a point at Burnley and a point at Newcastle and beat Norwich, fantastic week. You've kept those two at arm's length and you've moved clear of them. So I'm kind of conscious of that fact and, I'm, and I wonder how we go about trying to break them down, whether we persist with the, the high press, which we didn't see frustratingly against Cambridge, but we saw unbelievably effectively against Manchester United. We're going to come on to the new lads later as well and talk about it. But I'm, uh, like, I'm just interested to see how it happens. I'm really interested to see how we approach the game, team selection, all of that. But I would like to return to the central point as I think we've got to win this game for the reason that Charlotte says. 
you, you know, you're, I appreciate your tongue in cheek there talking about beating Liverpool, Man City, and Chelsea. Like, because if you don't <laughs> no, beat <wasn't>. Watford, <laughs> if you don't beat Watford, and then you don't beat Leeds, it's it is getting to that kind of maths scenario where it's like we will assuming the other teams pick up points because of the teams they've got to play. You're talking about winning like seven of your last fifty. Like you know, it starts getting to that stage. Brucey managed it. <laughs> Brucey, yeah, Brucey so managed it, it. It can't happen, and that's the thing. It's yeah, it's going to be tough. Don't get it wrong, but please, you're not giving the team talk. Don't worry about it, Dallas. <laughs> if it doesn't go well, we've got Chelsea, Man City, and think it'll be at the end of the season. It's just the way the league is. Uh, Thing is, we talked about this. After it's just about accumulating points. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this after the Cambridge game a little bit because we've been playing better. Like it shouldn't take luck now. It should just be. Yeah. We should win some football matches just on merit because we're playing well, and that hasn't happened yet. So in theory, that should happen, but that shows you that the luck can go either way. And I really don't want to be getting to like April and needing a load of lucky, ridiculous Steve Bruce wins to, to stay up. I agree. I agree. Let's move on to. The two new lads, one of whom we've seen already, but Chris Wood is a Newcastle United player. We've just done a uh, podcast today for Patreon, uh, introducing Wood, bit of reaction, and then also chat with Mike, uh, a Burnley fan, very knowledgeable about Wood's time at Burnley and how he feels and how the Burnley fan feels about the move to Newcastle United. Charlotte, tomorrow morning, I believe you're speaking to a journalist about yeah. Wood's time at Burnley. So Patreon, we've got you covered there, but Charlotte, why don't you tell us right now how do you feel about this signing and does do you think it gives us a much better chance on Saturday? Yeah, I feel good about this. I feel good for a couple of reasons. One is that it's a really proactive response to me to Saturday against Cambridge where we were playing as though we had a striker on the pitch, but not we didn't, so we didn't score any goals. So there were lots of crosses, but no goals. Um, and seeing that, I think, I think some of our targets this week if you everything in the press is to be believed we're, we're midfield we're some more fullback positions and then having seen Saturday it's like no we need to go and get out get a striker get him training with the squad for at least two days um and we've done that so I'm really encouraged by that from the new ownership I think that's brilliant secondly he's proven goal scorer so if we we now have Kieran Trippier in, who can who can push the ball up the pitch, he can receive that ball and score goals in theory. So that's that's positive to me. Um, and thirdly, uh, it fucks Burnley over, which I really enjoy. I think it's just a very, <laughs> it's a it's I, I really like that as a move. I agree. Um, one question I have, and I don't want to be the negative one. All right. That's size job. Size. He's got his hand that. in the air. You'll do that. I, I, this isn't about the signing because this, I think I think he's 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 a good player. Uh, I've never seen him play particularly badly. He's always been a handful, and I think he massively improves the team. Uh, you know, quite yeah. quite easily. Um, particularly for this eight weeks where Wilson's out, Newcastle United have way more chance to win football matches because of Chris Wood. Dead positive. One thing I'd like to raise: don't quite understand why we've just. Um, activated a release clause now. Why don't you do it first of January? That's that's well. This bit is what I'm saying. It's it's reactive to the uh, like Callum Wilson goes out after Manu, right? So we don't have a striker. Well, maybe we can make do. Maybe we can shift things around. Eddie has no, no. Please focus on some defensive uh, positions. Please, please focus on that. We can probably make do. We've got ASM. We've got creative players. We've got Joe Linton. We might be able to manage. Cambridge just showed we cannot manage. This is the issue, though. It's like if Jacob Murphy's shot that smashes the bar goes in, 
if uh, one of Joe Linton's numerous opportunities to get a shot off in the first half goes in, we'll win that game two or three nil. I don't know. That that just seems. But it didn't. No, but it, but it didn't. But it, and I'm not even being critical because I think it's a great signing. So I'm happy with the signing. I'm just trying to get my head around. Luke Edwards, by the way, has produced an article today in the Telegraph saying um, Chris Wood was Eddie Howe's number one January transfer target. That that's just interesting to me because okay, if if, if Eddie Howe is telling the owners go out and get me Chris Wood, and he's got a release clause of twenty five million quid. Mm. Why is it taken? to not beat Cambridge United. And you're right, Charlotte, because these things happen. You can only react to real events in front of you. But I could have told you, and I think you could have told us, uh, that Newcastle United without a striker, even against League One Cambridge, are going to be far less potent and lethal than than if they had a striker. I know Dwight Gale didn't make that game, but I don't know. I'm pleased he's here. I just I just want it all. I just want him to have played against Cambridge, scored a hat-trick and be going into this game, not talking about this now. But that's that's just probably me and the Mike Ashley supporting, you know, fan in me, wondering why they didn't do it sooner. But I'm still delighted. Mike Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good point, and I'm getting defensive because I don't want to think badly or critically. But you're right; you have to. You have to ask these questions, and it's an important conversation to have. I I was going to try and be negative about this, but I feel like I'm going to have to do the opposite and try and uh, convince you here, Dudzy. Um, I think plan A for the transfer window was to not just buy players to keep us up, but buy players that are part of the plan going forward. And you could argue, and this is where the negativity comes in, Chris Wood isn't really that. He's not a signing that's going to push us into the top, get us into Europe in a couple of years' time. He's a signing to address the problem right now, which is fine because it's absolutely needed. And Charlotte, you're right, it's reactive and necessarily reactive. I think plan A was to, to aim higher. It was to get Trippier-style signings. It's to get um, Vla- um, Vlavic or, you know, players who not only would, would save us now, but also be useful to us yeah. in t- trying to be better. I feel like they've let enough time pass now that they've got to just go straight to plan B, and that's good. It's good that they've not waited till the end of the winter to do a panic buy of Chris Wood. They've gone, right, actually, Watford's important. Just buy him. Just buy him. And it's a shame because if we're led to believe that there is a transfer budget that isn't limitless for the next couple of seasons, it's a, it's a chunk out of it. And we've bought a player who's probably going to last a couple of years and do a job now, but needs must. And that's where we are. I, I agree to an extent. I think it's, listen, I, I, I am, we are in a new era and I'm fully behind new owners, and new management, and it's, it's been brilliant. It's a different transfer window. The signing Kieran Trippier in itself is an unbelievable bit of business. I think it's mm-hmm. one of the best transfer win- transfers of my lifetime. Um, and Chris Wood's a great sign, and like Charlotte says, taken going to one of our, one of our rivals and say we love him, fuck <laughs> off. Like basically, it's 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 nice. It's nice. It makes me feel a bit warm inside. But I do just wonder why he's here with one day to go before the game when Ed, when Luke Edwards reports that Eddie Howe's number one target for this transfer window was Chris Wood. Listen, you know you have to. You, you can only judge owners, managers, everyone on results. So we go and beat Watford. No one, no one's wondering about this. But I just really, really, really want to beat Watford, and I wonder if I just it, it, that's been the concern. It's like Charlotte yeah. said, is it being shit against Cambridge that's caught that's that's provoked them to sign a player? And there is credit to be had there because under the old regime, you lose to Cambridge. They're like, get in, <laughs> like no more <laughs> FA Cup. Yeah. Um, played well there, didn't work. Um, so it is good that if they have been reactive, love it, love the reactivity, but would much prefer if he'd come in earlier in the window. Yeah, I just think it's a bit of both. I think, unfortunately, I think you're right. I think there was an element of that. I think they've watched the Cambridge game and gone, oh crap, we're better going by Chris Wood, when they've maybe thought, let's keep trying to get a better player mm-hmm. because hopefully we can survive with Maximan up front and Joe Linton and they'll see we're through a couple of games and then they've gone, actually, shit, we can't even beat Cambridge. We need to just go to go down the list and because maybe they're still waiting to hear about 
some of the bigger names that have been touted and hoping we could just hang on another week, but they've realised that actually we'll, we literally can't do that anymore. So I think it's a bit of both. I think the the Cambridge game has <laughs> caused concern. Probably the, the chairman being over here as well, as, as Mick, you kept uh, saying, he's his old pal Yasser. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it is reactive, but again, like you say, it's, it's I, nice I, to see. I, I can't believe that they, they've done it just because we got beat off. Okay. I think the, the reality is, is, we all know Wilson is vital for this team and him going out, I think is was and I suppose it's probably an element of waiting to see exactly what the situation was with his because I completely agree with Sai in terms of Chris Wood isn't yeah as as much as we all think he's gonna be a great signing, he's a thirty year old who's probably got three years in him. It's not an he's not the big name that the probably the owners were thinking he's gonna be someone that's gonna get the fan base really excited. So although Eddie Hearn, Eddie Hearn, Eddie Howe, <laughs> Eddie Hearn probably would fancy him as a boxer as well. Actually, he's quite a big lad, but uh, no, Ed, Eddie Howe might have identified him as being the type of player he wanted. I think there's probably an element of, I could see the owners saying, hang on a minute, like let's, let's try name a bit higher. And we've got that there. We've got a release clause. We can literally go and get him when we want. So it's kind of like, and maybe it's an element of the, the more the Wilson thing is saying, right, we need that type of player. Hearn's managed to say, and he, 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 there could be an argument where Hearn has said, "Look, that's what I'm dealing <laughs> with." Fucking how, man? <laughs> how, sorry, Eddie I, don't know where, I, I didn't even realize I said that. But yeah, Eddie, Eddie Howe's, uh, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Howe's potentially gone and said, "Look, we're like we're desperate. I want, I want David Hay. Yeah, <laughs> get him up for it. <laughs> Is Frank Bruno still over? <laughs> no, but I, it's, I, I, I have, I think I. Uh, more on the side of size. I think they were probably looking for bigger names. And I mean, you look at some of the names we've been linked with. Um, they're like, they're, they're massive names. Like Chris Wood to me is a good established Premier League footballer, but he's not a, a marquee player that internationally, like the international audience aren't necessarily going to know who he is. I have to request something. Everyone who knows me, can people stop calling Chris Woods? Yeah, it's it's Wood. It's singular. Wood. Who is? Yeah. Just everyone. <laughs> lots, lots on Twitter. Yeah, people I've been speaking to, people at work, like Chris Woods. Okay. We're gonna do <laughs> more. I, if if I did say it, then it was no, no, not the worst. Yeah, Chris Woods, the boxer. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna move on to part two of the show after these messages. If you don't like the messages, or you would prefer to listen to this without them, you can get this podcast on Patreon uh, for six pounds sixty a month. You know that already because I said at the start. Here are the messages. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
we're back. Let's talk about the team. Let's talk about the team. I want to start talking about the team. And one of you good friends of mine can come in and tell me if I'm wrong, if I'm exaggerating what you think the solution is. I am really worried about left-back. Everyone talks about centre-backs. Uh, Matt Ritchie played left-back against Cambridge. I thought he was very, very bad, as he always is in a back-four left-back. Um, I, th- I think he cannot play there. Emil Kraft plays centre-back very badly again. He's not a brilliant right-back. He's an even worse centre-back. And Newcastle, in- including under Eddie Howe, have struggled to score more than once in a game across the season. I think there's only the West Ham game, the Spurs game, and the Brentford game, unless I'm in- missing any, where we've scored more than one. So the fact that we're unlikely to keep a clean sheet, and the fact that Jamal Lascelles was missing against Cambridge, um, Mankio was on the bench. I thought he was excellent at left back against Manchester United, but I'm concerned. I'm really concerned that Howe is going to go with Richie here, and if he Man- does, Mankio's ban will be on this yeah, game. Mankio's yeah, Mankio's ban. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, be concerned no more because Paul Dummett's tweeted that he's back. Oh, is he? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Potentially just in training, but. He's back. Yeah, he was, in the, get him in the team. he was in the bench on Saturday. Yeah, he's get him back. In the team. I, well, I'm not Bring. concerned anymore. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that him tweeting that is is kind of like the old school knocking on the manager's door yeah, like because of, because of COVID restrictions, he's not allowed. <laughs> Eddie Howe doesn't even have Twitter. <laughs> not looking at it. <laughs> um, doesn't have time. As Busy. he keeps telling us, what he keeps saying, he's just you know it, he's when, only working. Yeah, he's like all oh, those boxes he's managing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's, you know, if people don't know, people keep, uh, journalists keep asking Eddie how what it's like being around the city and introducing himself to fans. He's like, too busy. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis is back at training as well, according, yeah, according yeah. to the same tweet. So, so there's a good chance we have a proper left-back play. And I agree with you, Matt Ritchie at left-back would be a massive concern and a totally big, agree. big worry, especially if Big Musa is playing um, any any role in this game. Big Musa. Um, no one's ever called him that. But <laughs> Musa Sissoko, he is big though, you're Probably, right. Probably um, Steve Bruce would have. <laughs> big Musa. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the left back issue concerns me. Um, the centre back issue concerns me. I, what I would rather see happen. Okay, so Lewis is back in training early because we people thought he would be out until the end of January at least. Mankio can't play. I would move Kieran Trippier to left back and play. If you have to play Kraft in his position yeah. at right back, I don't think he'll do it because he didn't do it on Saturday. And th- this is my concern. I don't want to criticise Eddie how. Because I like him and I want him to win and I want it to be this big thing here, but he has he has got some big calls wrong. Mm. Carl Darlow against Brentford, wrong. Kieran Clark against Norwich, wrong. Two big calls that cost us probably four points. And I'm concerned he's gonna pick Matt Ritchie. Ben, you were just looking at us there. No, no, just I don't think he will. Uh, I Who does he pick then? Bulldomit. I don't know. Hey, if he picks uh, Dummett, great, but then why not play Dummett against Cambridge? In maybe the he game? just wasn't fit enough. Maybe he wasn't fit enough. Didn't come off the bench. Matt though, Ritchie yeah. was the captain for that game. Yeah, exactly. This is the problem. This yeah. is the problem. I am concerned that Eddie Howe has a very good relationship with Matt Ritchie, yeah. which makes he did it even sell more him. That's the, the only thing I would say is the Cambridge one is it made sense. Like, I kind of feel like that was the game where it was give some of the squad players an opportunity, which cup games always are. And Ritchie, like, I hopefully he didn't isn't. know did he? he said he was going to play his strongest team no 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 he, but it was still a, don't get us wrong it was still a strong team in terms of who's available still didn't yeah. fill the bench man <laughs> but um, what I mean is is that like I mean as well the type of character Richie is like he sh- he he's someone that's feisty gets in uh, the opposition like in terms of that kind of giant killer mentality of they're going to be up for it 
Richie probably is the type of player and we needed on the pitch. It just didn't work and he was in the wrong position. But I, I, I can't... Eddie Howe's not daft, is he? He understands where <laughs> that, that's a massive weakness if if he goes with it, especially um, depending on who he, who he picks sort of ahead of ahead of Richie. So I I think if, if somebody's available in terms of Dummett or Lewis, I think they play. Fair enough. And it's as we've just talked about how big a game this is, he's gonna he's gonna play everybody that's available that's the best team he thinks he can put out there, he's gonna put it. So as you say, if 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 he doesn't um if he doesn't if he's playing players out of position, I think that's we've we've got we're in that's a one sign for me. I think it sounds ridiculous because we've hardly got any fit defenders, but you might have to go to five at the back and play nah, Rich, which is no. a wing back. You won't. You don't? Do you centre backs, man? Like, it's this team. Exactly like, this is so where we're going to score goals. Yeah. When you're having to play a craft as a centre back, you need three of them. Yeah, but there isn't any. <laughs> there isn't anyone else. Like, Clark, well, I mean, to be fair, Clark and the cells could come back, and I assume potentially there were COVID absentees. We don't know. Yeah. So they might be back and they might be fine. I've not I've not checked the training picks because I never do. Um, but some people do, and that is helpful when they tweet it. So if you do that very important public service, keep it up. Thank you. <laughs> um, you know, here I am obsessing about the defence. The only way we're going to beat Nor- Norwich Watford is by scoring goals. Are we? Mm. Go- is it safe to assume it's four three three? It's um, Alan Saint Maximan and Fraser. Ryan Fraser either side of Chris Wood with a central midfield three of Joe Linton. Sean Longstaff and John Joe Shelby. Are there any? Is there any comeback on that? Do we want to discuss that at all? Is that pretty much how we think he's going to set up? If I mean, they're, if they're all fit, that's got to be. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what he's been going with, and I think it's it's it has worked. I mean, they dominated Manu um, two two weeks ago. So I mean, that's the thing. We're all he likes kind Murphy. of. He likes Murphy. He's yeah, but I think Murphy's a situation. But he's he's like a he'll bring Murphy on in the second half to kind of stretch the game a bit. If the game gets a bit stretched, or whatever, or just for a bit of fresh legs, I don't. I think that, as I say, they they played Man U off the park at times, and I think we can't we can't pay too much like emphasis. We can't put all the emphasis on the Cambridge when we've just come off a really well, good performance is, against Man U. And I'm not just trying to be negative. The issue is we had 30 percent possession against Man United when we were, and, and I think this team but, through, year, through years of having to play reactive possessionless football, they're quite good at it. The concern is we're probably going to have at least 55% of the ball this weekend. And you saw against Cambridge, we did not know, albeit without centre forward, yeah. we did not know how to approach that game. We didn't know how to build an attack. There was too many, um, too too much going backwards, too, too, too few players willing to take someone on to try and create a bit of space, too few players running to make, make runs into the box. I'm not saying I think it's going to happen. That's just me concerned. They didn't have that attitude against. They haven't had that attitude in the games before that, though. And that okay, so you can maybe criticise. They've all been players. class teams, haven't they? No, no, but that's what I mean. You can maybe criticise them for maybe taking Cambridge easier and and maybe he's not putting in the effort there. Um, but to be honest, I'm, it's done. Like I'm not asked about like <laughs> criticising players for that. I think it was a, a nightmare game. Nobody's come out with it with anything a kind of good to say about that performance or I haven't anyway um, and I think it just it's gone leave it focus on the positives we've had some really good performances where we have taken games to teams and that's what I mean I know you're talking about this the possession against Man U but like that was not a 70-30% game that I saw that Newcastle were in that game the whole way should have won that probably comfortably by a couple of goals so um, Man U can have uh, Harry Maguire can plays little two yard passes to Varane for, for sixty minutes. But the reality is is we put them under pressure a lot of times. So that 
that's that for me is not concerning. I think the reality is is he's found a team that he's comfortable with that are, are, are capable of winning games. And as I say, we've just for whatever reason, I mean, the will if we I think if Wilson stays on the pitch, we beat Man U. I think that that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just we've had some really really unfortunate things happen where we've hoid in two against Brentford when we should have easily won that game. Um, the Man U game we've 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 kind of let opportunities go awry. And I think we've you've just got to keep the faith that it's it's going to come and continue with that. And you look at the performances. I mean, Shelby Shelby old. I think he's going to um, go up another level with with Chris Wood, a, a, a target man who's got a bit of pace about him as well. He's kind of does a bit of everything. Wood. Um, so I think he's going to be more effective. He's the, the way he plays for Burnley. Like he's challenging the, the defense all the time, and he's looking to get in behind. So I, I think Shelby will be able to to find him. Joe Linton's been a revelation recently in terms of getting in both ends of the of the pitch in terms of box to box. And I just think there's even Fraser is looking. He's looking like he's beginning to get involved a bit and and get get to the bylines. He's it's it's not come to anything really yet, but um, he's he's looking more and more dangerous. So there's 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 positives there for me. I think. We're going to have to change our approach slightly. We've got, as you say, Ben, a target man now, and that, that does change how we've got to approach the game. He probably needs you want all your best crosses, so that is your Ryan Fraser. It's probably probably Matt Ritchie. Um, maybe yeah. off the bench, maybe you don't want to see him coming out left back. You want to see Matt Ritchie, if we're still struggling, get him on at further up the pitch and get him whipping some balls in. Obviously, Shelby, like you say, um, has, has got someone to aim for now, and that means that Joe Linton and Max Mann have to get close to him, and they have to understand that. So you, you, you do wonder if they've had enough time to work on that and kind of get that through to the players because it's not going to work the same as it did with Maximan, Joe Linton and Wilson where they're linking up and playing lots of clever small passes. Um, it's going to have to be a lot more direct. Um, so I'm a little bit nervous that we haven't had enough time to to check because that's a, a complete change to how we've been playing. But at the same time, we've been creating chances without having someone there to put them away. And Chris Wood is a, is a goal scorer. He doesn't just... He's not just a target man, he, he will be clinical if he's given a chance and if someone sets him up or lays one off to him, he'll put it in the back of the net, unlike Murphy against Cambridge, just hitting them at the keeper all the time. So, yeah, I, I think, are you right, Ben? It's, it's got to be same approach, keep going, but be mindful that we've got someone to aim for now. Let's talk about Eddie Howe very briefly. Did, did any of you, I'll leave this open to whoever wants to answer, Do any of you start to feel a little bit of a turn against him, particularly after Cambridge? Uh I think he got Cambridge wrong, but I also think he was quite limited by the squad. We didn't even have a full subs bench, so whatever's going on behind the scenes was going on. But it was wrong, and it was bad, and the second half was terrible. Like, none of the players, we talked about it in the podcast, none of the players looked like they wanted to be on the pitch. That's a bad, that's that's bad managing. Like, you want your players to look engaged at the very least. Um, and then he came out and talked about it, and he sort of said he thought it'd been okay and that kind of ruffled a few feathers. I don't think there's a turn though. I think I think it takes more and that's an anomaly. Like if we it depends how Saturday is. If we play again on Saturday like we did last Saturday, that change that makes it more of a pattern. That makes it more of a okay, what the fuck is going on? Sorry for my language. And if if we play really well, I think that's all like Cambridge in the bin, Manu was a brilliant like momentum building uh, game. We've done it again. We're just going to build on from here, and and it's all fine. I think 
it does ha- the next couple of games there's a bit and our attitude towards Eddie Howe hangs in those these two but I don't think it's turned yet does that make sense yeah it makes sense I mean it'd be very interesting to see what the reaction's like to a, dr- a, a draw or a defeat mm. I'm I just don't want to have interesting reactions anymore I just want to win do you know what I mean I don't, <laughs> it's like what does this draw mean for Leeds away do I have to beat Leeds away let's just go and fucking win like let's just win the game um, you know, I wanted to talk about the atmosphere a little bit. You know, the Burnley, Norwich, Brentford, Man United, even Man City to an extent. The atmospheres have been memorable. I think, I think there's another opportunity for that this weekend. And you know what? All of the shithouse comments from people about the work after Burnley in terms of the players and the manager doing almost like a lap of honour. Like, I'm into that. Like, that's fine with me. If, if, if we if we want to win games and then Eddie Howe wants to bring his players and to be close to the fans and show, like, mutual appreciation for both effort, skill and support, like, I'm all for that. But I, but I, but I do worry. Like, that's the thing. It's like you say, Charlotte, like, Cambridge kind of changed the narrative. Like, there was a narrative that we've been very much buying into, or I have anyway, about improved performances improvements in defeat you could at least see you know see what they were trying to do you could see work on the training ground maybe not perfection on the pitch from it but you could see the work was being done that just went out the window against Cambridge I think it's really really important for Eddie Howe yeah this game points relegation but I think it's really important for Eddie Howe that we see a return to that narrative because if we don't a lot of people are going to start to question particularly with the kind of money that the team are spending in the transfer window they're going to be I imagine people are going to say you you've been backed here if Chris Wood was indeed your number one target, not man- not many managers can say, my number one target, I got him. Kieran Trippier, world-class burner in his position, I got him. There is, I think, we, we it, it it sounds obvious, but we'll have to have a performance this weekend to keep us all in because the squad is at a level and, and might be at a level after this transfer window where people will start to say, if you get a better manager, we'll be okay. It's mm. the manager that's the problem. And if he doesn't win this weekend, it's one win in 10 and there's been five games against teams you'd expect them to beat. I think it, for me, it's just a bit early to be having that talk. Yeah. I, I completely agree that there'll be pressure on him. And as you say, it, it doesn't make for pretty reading one win in 10. But um, that, as you say, the Burnley thing and people were, I mean, it was it was fine for Klopp to do it with his lads at West Brom. With the thing is, though, George, it, wasn't, I mean, it wasn't, people took the piss, but they, no, don't, no. But they don't take the piss now, do they? Because they were just No, no, wrong. no, that's yeah. what I mean, is in, it, they, the, it was the exact same reaction but it's more that the point of doing that is is trying to build that connection and who's more connected to the fan base than Jurgen Klopp at the minute. Like, yeah, and and Anfield has been become a fortress yeah. again yeah. because of that. It so, like they lost a game three years yeah, after they did that. Exactly. So I, I'm yeah, I, I agree. I don't. I'm not asked about anyone whinging about it. I'm glad they did it, and I hope they continue to do it. And do you know what? The like, I mean, that you just have to look at the Man City the last five minutes and that end of the Man City. No, there's no pressure on Eddie Hearn. No chance. The the, oh the reaction of the fans to a four nil drumming off. Oh, sorry, I've done it again. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't even know I'm saying it. Sorry, Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. Is he paying you by the mention? Because not, not that many people listen. I know. It's not worth it, Eddie. <laughs> no, but, but Eddie Howe is. Um, there's no chance he's under under any pressure because, as I say, the the they were literally his name was being chanted around there. Um, the Gallagher for, for that last 10 minutes against City there's I think as we say we, we can't whinge about Mike Ashley for 10 years and the crap um, managerial appointments that we've had to go through and 
everything that we've said about oh we, we just want a team that tries and, and all that, like if, if like if we start throwing our toys out the pram after 10 games then that's all bullshit that we've been kind of trying to suggest that we're, we're all about um and I, I for me i haven't seen a reaction uh to to, to how sorry to suggest that anything's turning against him yeah. The, the the fans are still chanting his name. That's the first chant you go into the stadium. The first chant is Eddie Hell's Black White Arm. It has been for uh for, for most of the season since he's come in. Um yes, Cambridge was a bad game. And to be I'll stick up from a little bit. The team he picked should have beaten Cambridge ninety nine times. That's like that. true. It's just that whatever happened, their one chance they created in the game, and you've mentioned it, Murphy's burned a couple. I mean, we had Maximan should have beaten that team on his own. <laughs> like if the, what he's capable of, so I I just think that I'm not I don't criticize Eddie, Eddie Howe for that game because he picked the right team that was available. He was just missing key players and they just had a bad game. And if anyone's to blame, it's the players that the attitude that they showed. They they weren't professional enough. But I think going forward, um, we've, we've got to back him. We've got to go with it. And I, I have seen a lot of improvements since he's come in. Yeah, I think the FA Cup, especially the third round, coming after the. Christmas fixture <laughs> crunch um, is is one way you just kind of write it off as a, is it, it's not the same line of games like you, you expect us to go back to our kind of league form and our league performances I, I totally agree Ben that I, I've not seen any evidence that people are starting to question Eddie Eddie Howe I'm just going to call I'm him Eddie to think it. Um, <laughs> I think people are smart enough to realise the shit show he inherited we, we know what Steve Bruce and Mike Ashley did to this team to this club we know how unfit they were we know how much of a mammoth job on top of all those things, a team that had no confidence, that hadn't won any games. There's just there's so much for him to do and he keeps getting other things like bad luck, like Wilson's injury against Man U, like you say, I, I agree, would have won that game. There's so many reasons not to get at Eddie Howe uh, just yet. And yeah, maybe maybe he was protecting the players, maybe he was calling that performance, certainly the second half on Saturday, a good performance. Wasn't the right thing to say, but maybe it was. Maybe this it's all about this week. If the players maintain their confidence and approach it like I mean we're all dwelling on the man it's it's, it's all about that Manu performance if that's what we're going to get most of the time then fine forget the Cambridge game if we play like we did against Manu we'll smash these uh, especially with the centre forward available but yeah I, I, I'm not seeing any evidence of, of people being impatient and you're right Ben it would be silly given the 14 years we are starved starved of patience and we need to somehow dig deep and find it for this because it would be silly not to well said enjoyed that let's do some predictions and then finish off Ben, I'll start with you. What do you think the score will be? Knockout in 10th round. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Newcastle won it 2-0. Oh, that was going to be mine. It still can't be. Yeah, yeah. you want to give us a score? As, yes, I do. I do want to give you scores. I think ASM's going to get one, and I think Chris Wood's going to get one. Christopher Wood starting with a bang. Full house for 2-0. 2-0, Wood, Longstaff. I, I just feel we're not allowed nice things. Um, <laughs> when's the last time we won a home game? 2-0. I'm serious. I, you, I, I didn't think about this in advance, but yeah, I can't. It's I, I really can't Saturday. think about the last time we won a, a league game to, by two goals to nil. Just like a nice, yeah. comfortable victory where you don't have to worry. Um, I think the last kind of... I mean, we beat Burnley 3-1 last season behind No, we're behind looking at a quick clean doors. sheet. Yeah, I think it'll be one nil. You know, there there are so many games where I look back and and where they've been so tense at the Burton. final. That, that's not a league game. Go on. That was one nil at home. 
Um, oh, no, at home. Raw event at home, yeah, sorry. Because uh, we beat Palace away last year, 2-0. Yeah. But um, I think it'll be 1-0, and I think we'll have lots of chances to finish it off, and I think we'll get to the last minute again, and there'll be some ludicrous situation. Musa Sissoko is playing. I thought he was very good in patches for Newcastle United. He's not a fan favourite at all. He'll get some stick, as he did when he played for Spurs. Ben Foster's back in goal, most likely for Watford. That's huge for them because the other lad was shite. Um, and also at 2015, he was, I think it was Ben Foster, was he playing for Stoke at home, 0 0 under McLaren? And it could have been 5 0 Newcastle that day when I really mm. needed a win. And, and Ben Foster had a blinder. So I'm scarred by these things, but I still think we'll win. I think we'll win 1 0 because I can't countenance anything else but a win because I think I've been behind these lads and I've I've been banging the drum for staying up even when it you know before Burnley it didn't look good. I think that we have to win this game. I do not want to be sat here doing a podcast and Sunday talking about positives with no win, Charlotte. Uh I've got Burnley 2 0 at home February tw- yes. twenty nineteen. That will be the last time. Yeah. What do you mean three years? Um, Fabian, well, this Watford team are worse than That's Burnley. That's crazy. Fabian Shaw and Shaw Longstaff. That's scores. exactly right. Yeah. Well done. Both in the first half. Um, oh God, that's crazy. Three years. Raffa. 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 Yeah, Rafa. Bloody hell. We had yeah. Burnley and we had Huddersfield maybe just before. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We beat Huddersfield 2-0. 2-0 one, as well. Yeah, um, Almiron's debut. Yes. And that was Perez and... Perez and I don't know. Barton. Rondon. <laughs> That was a little old joke there for some of the listeners there, Andrew Barton. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, thank you for that, Charlotte. I'm pleased. Sorry. That, but that, that, Scrolling back that desperately. Just, that shows you how long it's been. Why can't we just have a nice day out? Why do the other team always We can, Dodsey. Dodsey, we can. We will. And we're getting it on we Saturday. How oh, uh, Eddie Howe's black and white mags. <laughs> it's going to be a turning point in Ben's life where he'll finally start calling his name if we win. Thank you for listening. This podcast every week's on Patreon. You know that. We'll be back with the free show, which is always free. Sunday, me, Charlotte, and Norman, definitely, maybe Ben. Uh, Speak to you all then. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.